As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. What's up, everybody? Um, happy post-4th of July. I hope everybody had a good time. It's the, it's the 9th of July, actually, now. So hopefully I can edit this and get it into your eardrums ASAP so that it's still relevant. Hey-o. Everybody doing all right? Appreciate you coming out. Anybody horny? Awesome. Awesome. That's how I've been greeting my audiences lately, is just asking them if they're horny or not. You guys know the thing behind you horny. Now, if you listen to the Daniel and Michael uh, podcast last week, but to clarify, for those of you who didn't listen and aren't going to, either out of laziness or just because you want to give this a try, and you know, you're, you're, you're dabbling right now. Right? There's no right or wrong reason to listen to it or not to listen to it. Well, there's right reasons to listen to it, but I'm not going to uh, peer pressure you into listening to previous episodes. I need to impress you now if you're a new viewer. I need to continue to uh, reward you for your loyalty if you're an ongoing listener. Uh, some of you are my friends and some of you I've never met, but I consider all you guys my friends. And everybody that I ask, are you horny to, is also a friend of mine. So if I say, what's up, dog, you horny? You know you're you know you're my bro, because it's asexual and it's just a casual greeting. It's just a casual what up, bruh. You know, it's just what up, bruh. It's it's the same thing as that. Um, I'm not asking if you're horny because I want to do anything sexual with you. Uh, when I say what up, are you horny? Uh, for example, if I said what up, you horny to to a couple that was at my show and I was talking to the female. The male doesn't need to be threatened. I'm not, I'm not hitting on his chick. I'm not hitting on his wife. I'm just hollering, saying, what's up? Appreciate you guys coming out tonight, you know, to the show. So I hope everyone's good, whether you're horny or not. I hope you are horny because it's a sign of health, uh, good health and, and youth. Um, you know, and maybe there's some old people that are healthy but aren't horny, so they have Viagra uh, right now as maybe you are a... 65 plus year old guy listening to my podcast right now and you also took Viagra uh, at some point in the last couple hours Uh, maybe you already had your intercourse and now you are just here listening for entertainment you stumbled upon my podcast because your grandson or your son told you to to listen to thy humor or to thy voice really because you know I'm not trying to force the laughter this is just me interacting with you on a one way feed um, either way, no matter who you are, whether you're a 65-year-old-plus man on Viagra right now or anybody else, again, thank you. You guys are my friends, um, and we're going to do this. Uh, so let's get started, right? Like we haven't already gotten started. Um, speaking of getting started, I happen to let a couple podcasts enter my eardrums uh, today when I was on my way to an audition, which I'll tell you guys about later, but I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast for a second because I've heard a lot of great things, uh, and then I, I just typed in Nick Swartzen, who's one of my favorite comedians, to see if he either has a podcast or has been on podcasts in the past, so I listened to that one. Pete, Pete something had Nick on at some point, and both of the podcasts 
started out the same way, which was different than the way I do mine, which, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing it. It's just a matter of you. The artist gets to choose. I don't know if this is a standard format, but I heard both comedians start the show off before actually doing the episode with advertisements. So it was like a, each comedian came out solo right off the bat, not really any warm-up music, and just kind of went into their sponsors, and then they, they played the more professionally taped episode with either their guest or whatever. So um, I figure I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to bring you a message from our sponsors first, and then I'll go into to my uh, spiel about my podcast. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, this episode and all episodes are brought to you by Michael Oldroyd. Uh, A.K.A. L.O.L. Droid Entertainment. Um, those are one and the same. Uh, Michael Oldroid hides behind uh, L.O.L. Droid uh, from time to time, or he's at the front of it. Maybe he's not hiding. Maybe he's like Leonidas with that company, where the the king is actually fighting on the front lines. So the king and emperor of L.O.L. Droid Entertainment is Michael Oldroid, and he is the one who um, brought this episode to you guys. So. Uh, you know, big thanks to him. You know, LOL Droid Entertainment does all kinds of stuff in the entertainment business, but it's really designed to create entertainment value for you, mostly laughter, because I think that that's his uh, one of his strengths. Um, but uh, certainly a, a generous guy for you know putting this podcast out on the air and, and not charging for it. Uh, I really I like him. I think he's hilarious. Uh, so thank you, Michael Oldridge, for sponsoring this episode and and for really having your mission your mission statement be to create as much humor and laughter for the entire world and not being jealous when other people create humor, whether they're comedians or humans that are just funny. Um, because at the end of the day, laughter is the best medicine. Everybody needs laughter from time to time. If not, you know. Uh, more often than not or could use it or just can benefit from from humor um, and th- an abundance of humor in the world is, is tremendous um, I don't feel like I'm competing in fact I, I feel like we're complimenting each other so shout out to everybody out there who's hilarious or humorous whether you're a comedian and you do it on stage or through uh, professional mediums or if you're just that guy who um, has that that, that ability, or girl, you know, feminism, hashtag feminism, ha- that has the ability when you're around your friends to be hilarious and kind of be the, the captivator, if I will, uh, of that uh, group of people and you, you, you bust people up in stitches. Shout out to all of us humorous people that have those abilities um, because that is... My goal as a comedian is not to establish dominance or market share of humor so that I can, you know, Donald Trump, uh, the world of comedy. I want to compliment. I want to, I would like to create humor in, in your eardrums through every medium possible. Um, but by no means cutting anybody out who has greatness. I like to promote other humor, uh, other avenues of humor. I love to promote other comics. Uh, I like to promote funny memes. You'll see me uh, retweet from time to time a humorous uh, comedians other than thyself. Uh, and, and I think it's important to just kind of breathe in the humor and to dish it out, right? Uh, sure, I'm, I'm building a brand, uh, but 
but I think it would be short-sighted and, and frankly somewhat uh, weak of me to um, turn a blind eye to the great humorists that uh, do live out in, in the universe, a.k.a. this world. I can't say universe yet because I'm only, and we're only, as far as my knowledge goes, exposed to the people on Earth. Uh, but with, with Tesla and Elon Musk uh, fighting to go to Mars, maybe we will uh, see a day where it's like it is in movies, you know? Uh, colonial, colonialization, colonialization of our solar system uh, and, uh, and thus you can start saying to everybody in, in other parts of the universe and having it be somewhat more necessary than just limiting it to Earth. Uh, uh, and then maybe there will come a day when Elon Musk's great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchild um, figured out a way to get outside of our galaxy uh, or sorry, our solar system into other parts of our galaxy and then maybe even to other galaxies. Maybe this podcast will be played throughout not just the galaxy but the universe someday. I mean, you got to dream big, guys. It's possible that this feed right here is being played by people from, you know, the other side of the universe into their eardrums. Maybe they're not even humans. Maybe that's happening now, but time is one of those things that um, is tricky. It's not necessarily always linear. So um, right now is kind of a, a relative term. Um, time and space are actually uh, interconnected. I learned that uh, when I went to Amsterdam from a, a physicist who went by the nickname Hieronymus. By the way, I'm not tripping acid right now, guys. Um, um, but Hieronymus told us, uh, and by the way, this is, I think I talked about this at one point, but he was a physicist who worked at the CERN lab, uh, which is the uh, lab or uh, science sector that you saw in the movie Da Vinci Co or Angels and Demons by Dan Brown. If you saw the movie or read the book, um, and he told us that the God particle is real, and he said, if you have any questions about the universe, feel free to ask, which I was like, uh, I think that that's something that God would say when I meet him, but thanks for the offer. That's a very, you just said that very humble, and it's a very powerful statement, so way too casually just throw that out there. Anywho, um, you know, Hieronymus taught us about how time and space are interrelated and that, uh, uh, do I sound like that creepy guy that like, he like, maybe you guys don't get it. In my own head right now, I don't know if it sounds like it to you guys. I feel like I'm talking fast, but it's because I'm excited and I'm getting a lot of ideas out and I just had a, a green tea with caffeine. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but um, Hieronymus taught us about this time-space thing where there's a twin paradox where uh, the faster you go, uh, the slower time is experienced relative to that object or to that thing that is, is experiencing it. So to give you guys an example, uh, I'm going to blow your minds here. Uh, ladies, feel free to... I shouldn't give this away for free because this is something that like blows girls' minds uh, when you're like hanging out one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, anyway, you guys can use it, do your research, fact check, right? You don't want fake news buzzing into your eardrums. But um, the twin paradox is a concept where you take two twins that are living on Earth, say they're both 30 years old. Uh, uh, one of them gets in a space shuttle and travels at a really high speed. Uh, say the speed of light for the sake of 
speeding things up, no pun intended, and, and to have a bigger effect, right? Um, and this, this twin that is going out into the universe travels uh, at, uh, say they're, they're gone for what feels like eight years on Earth. So the twin, on, they both set their clocks and they're both synced up, right? They're both wearing Apple watches like I am right now. And the person who stays back hits start and the person who leaves hits start when they leave. Um, the person who stays on Earth who experiences eight years um, will be waiting for that other people, uh, her twin or his twin to come back. Um, and the, the goal, the, the agreement is, you know, when eight years happens on your watch, you come back, right? So the person who's traveling at really high speed, checking out different parts of the universe will have experienced eight years by their watch, but traveling at really high speeds. And when they come back, uh, the twin will either be dead from old age um, or really, really old. It depends on how fast you're traveling because there's a constant, there's a, a ratio, right? Um, the sp speed and the amount of speed specifically in time are interrelated. So nevertheless, the, the, the thing is the person who travels at high speeds, regardless of what they are, by some constant will be only aged by what it shows on its watch, but back on Earth, uh, it'll be decades, if not, you know, hundreds of years, depending on how fast they're traveling and for how long, right? So if that didn't just blow your mind and make your panties wet, uh, I don't know what to tell you, um, but maybe you already knew it. Uh, Hieronymus, uh, if you're listening to this uh, somewhere in the world, Amsterdam, hopefully I did a good job and I did it justice for you, man. Um, Hieronymus and I actually, he came out and visited me in LA after, after I met him in, in uh, Amsterdam. He passed through LA and uh, he, he's a great cook. Hieronymus is an independent, unique person and he uh, kind of revealed to me indirectly that people in other parts of the world are much more aware of what's going on in the rest of the world than I or my friends or acquaintances are here in the U.S. because they have to be. They're much more um, interdependent, I guess you could say, on other parts of the world. And the United States, for the most part, is so self-sufficient that we think that this is the world, uh, generally speaking. Uh, here in the U.S., and it's definitely not the entire world. Uh, there's a lot of terrible things and good things and cool things going on uh, in all, all parts of the world outside of the U.S., but he kind of broadened my horizons like that. He was extremely knowledgeable. He was more knowledgeable about U.S. politics and things going on than I was. Usually I'm just like, I don't care, you know? So uh, as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm more aware of stuff. Anyway, am I talking too fast for you guys? 15 minutes has already gone by. Um, what has happened that you might find entertaining? Okay, uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a week or two. Uh, was it the 4th of July? It might have been the 4th of July. Yeah, speaking of the U.S. Um, I did not wear my man thong this year, uh, but I did leave it out in case uh, it was a it was a wild card that I kept in my back pocket metaphorically not literally I didn't I didn't go out with my thong in my back pocket but um, I met up with a buddy Brian you guys have heard him on the podcast before Brian Kelly 
Um, we went to a couple different bars, bar hopping, had a couple drinks, you know, it was on a Tuesday. This weekend was like the shocker, right? And two days off, one day on if you worked, Monday and then one day off, surrounded by work. So I call that the shocker, two and then one, two space one, uh, and, and 4th of July being in the stink, right? So, um, and that's, it, it felt like it was in the stink because it was right in the middle of the room. It can pretty much ruined my week because I got, drank a little bit too much Tuesday, it really was the stink, uh, woke up, hung over, and, and just not excited about the optimal productivity I had the, follow, the following day. Anyway, Brian and I are out having drinks, and we see these two birds, and I, I don't think I've seen this before. Actually, I've always been curious, because I do a, a joke about owls doing a doggy style, and if they did, would they be able to look at each other in the eyes to make it more personal? I mean, I know they would be able to, but would they, right? Because I would, you know, considering I could do that if I was a chick, of course. Um, anyway, we saw these two birds. And I've, I've always been curious to know how birds fornicate. Um, and we saw these two birds. And you, you saw, like, a bigger bird kind of, like, f- flapping its wings around and trying to get behind this, this smaller bird. Uh, and, you know immediately you could tell that it, it was atypical behavior uh, right there out in the open and he, he was kind of getting in position to to flex on the chick and I think it was a homeless guy who was sitting there on the side it was happening on the sidewalk and a freaking homeless guy interrupted them and and kind of like yelled and, and kind of like scared them so they had to relocate but they were so horny or at least the male was so horny that they didn't want to travel far, so they just kind of like flew into the street, and the male did its dance for the chick out there. You could tell, like, the male's wings were like fluttering a little bit. It was kind of like, like, you could tell the thing was aroused because I I don't see birds like this before. The uh, the th- closest thing I could compare it to for my my visual was like the thing wanted. Uh, it was like it was like dusting off. Uh, rainwater or something except there's no rainwater it was a clear day so it was like moving its wings around like it was like shaking right shaking off water uh, and unfortunately I feel like the, the the moment was ruined by the homeless guy for the chick you know how females uh, can easily or more easily than guys kind of be thrown out of the mood well I think that the damn human being that happened to be homeless ruined it for everybody. Ruined the show for us. Ruined it for the male bird that was really horny. Um, and, and the chick just wasn't really feeling it. So you could tell that the male bird was still trying, but the girl wasn't having it. So she she just kind of went about her business. She, she didn't care. She didn't fly away. She was just walking around. And the male bird was still, like, shaking his wings around and, like, trying to cut her off and uh, jump back on her. And, you know, as soon as he'd get in position, she'd kind of either run or fly a little bit. And then you could see them start to play games, except it wasn't the chick really playing games. Again, she was turned off. She didn't care at this moment. But the male bird, like, you could tell he got frustrated. And, and he you could tell that he knew he could only try so many times without being inappropriate or uh, I guess you could even say without raping 
the bird, which rape's not funny, but um, it's just, I'm just talking about what I witnessed. So um, he flew up to this like windowsill and disappeared. And you could tell that he was doing it to see if she noticed that he was gone, right? He was trying to create some demand there in her mind by being like, hey, if you're not going to take this now, you know, it's it's not like you can always have this type of thing. But, you know, he was just, he wasn't testing her. He, he was hoping it would make her want it more. And I knew it because I'm a guy, even though, I think it's a universal thing. Um, she didn't even give an F. Like, she didn't even care. She she didn't even notice that he flew away. That's how out of it she was at this moment. And, you know, he kind of, like, chilled on the windowsill for a while, and I was thinking in my mind, I, I bet you a thousand bucks, even though I can't communicate with this bird, I bet you a thousand dollars he's gonna fly back down there, you know, like, 40 feet back down to the ground and fly right next to her. And sure enough, after about 15 seconds of him kind of acting like aloof in a way, he flew down and jumped back into her presence and tried to kind of, you know, make himself uh, visible to her, and she, she just wasn't having it. So after that, they kind of just gave up. It was really disappointing, you know. Um, I will say this, and I'm not going to go into the entire story because I think I painted a, a pretty solid picture there for you guys, um, not to toot my own horn, but... Uh, I saw I saw a similar thing happen today, um, and it it was really asexually arousing. Um, I was aroused by the stimulus of birds having intercourse or trying to, and and it reminded me enough to want to tell this story um, because I I saw some of the same things. The male bird, bigger bird, was kind of like doing the wing shake thing, right? It's like when a dog gets excited and the hairs on its neck stand up or it like shakes off the water it was like that same thing where he was like following this female bird I could tell the bird the female was different because it had like white tips on its wings the male might have been the same I mean I can't imagine it was the same considering this is New York City and there's millions of birds I assume um, nevertheless, though, he did the same thing. He was chasing her around. This time he was in the park, so it was a little more secluded, right? They got a room, if you will. Um, but unfortunately, she wasn't having it either. And he, he tried as many times as he can without freaking just like, you know, inside where you're like, right, I need to stop now. I think, I think that means she's not feeling it type thing, right? She wasn't saying no. She just wasn't giving him love. Does that make sense? All right, I got to make sure that people don't think I'm like, I think, I think it's, it goes without saying, um, rape is not okay, right? And, and I think we're all on the same page, including the male birds. Um, so I, I appreciate, um, that the birds respected the females for, um, they got the hint. Uh, they stopped. Neither neither of those two birds got laid. Um, and I'm talking about the two males over the last couple of weeks. And the females, too, obviously. So neither of those four birds, those two sets of, those two pairs of birds had intercourse in my awareness or my presence. And it was, it was not, it was, it was, uh, it was a, it was a non-sexual turnoff. Um, so uh, I think it's worth sharing that with you guys. Um, that that uh, I got to experience that and 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 
I get to experience it. I think birds do do it doggy style. Uh, I, I have, I'm going to Google it because I am curious, but you know, you can call it birdie style, but I think it's doggy style. So I think my owl joke actually does match up. I, I'd be curious. I, I have to imagine owls do look at each other uh, when they have intercourse. And that's, that's awesome if you think about it. Um, I mean, I, yeah. Anywho, speaking of birds, um, oh man, speaking of birds, right? I, uh, from, I, I, I just discovered today, uh, that my building has a, uh, like a terrace, right? It's not the top, top roof, but there's a terrace, actually two floors below me, the 18th floor, uh, where you can go out, there's lounge chairs, um, and, and kind of a wraparound porch on one of the corners of the building is absolutely awesome. I guess they opened it a month ago, apparently, but I, I was just talking to a girl in the elevator, and she brought it to my attention. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I had no idea that this thing was open. It's, it is so boss status. I, the only reason I'm not out there right now is because I wanted to get this recorded outside of the awareness uh, of well, the distractions and also the respect, right? People don't want to be listening to me do a podcast on the terrace when they're having small, quiet, quaint conversations and enjoying the view. So um, it is so awesome. Feel free to follow me on uh, Instagram or Snapchat to get some of those views. Uh, the Droid, T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Um, and uh, it's... It like makes me like living here even more. It makes me like want to go down to the management office. And even though I signed like a one-year lease, it makes me want to be like, can I sign a ten-year lease to lock this in forever? I mean, don't quote me to that. There's a movie called uh, Wish Upon. I think it says, "Be careful what you wish for." So I'm not actually wishing that, but I'm I'm wanting it. Right? There's a difference. So based on the knowledge that I have right now, I want that. Um, so yeah, it made me think of the birds because it's high up there, um, and um, yeah, that also makes me think, you know, the bird, the bird thing that I was describing. I wonder if there's a term for that when the the male wings are fluttering like that. I wonder if angels do that when they're having intercourse, right? Do angels even get horny or have intercourse? I don't know, but if they do, I bet that that wing, the wings, I bet that the male wings do that and they get a boner. Um, which also makes me think, since birds... Alexa, stop. Thank you. That's Alexa telling me that I need to ice my hamstring. Uh, I'll tell you why. It has to do with that football lock. Okay, I wasn't talking to you, Alexa. Stop it. I'm not, I'm, not ex- I'm not appreciating your interactions during my podcast. All right, so, Alexa, st- start a timer for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, starting now. So that's cool. Alexa helps out with a couple things around the house. You know, she's my uh, she's my lady around the house, uh, uh, assisting. Uh, she's my secretary. Anyway, um, if uh, if birds pooping on you is uh, a sign of good luck, do you think that angels pooping on you is is a sign of good luck? Because if so, that makes me more than ever want Adriana Lima, the Victoria's Secret angel, to drop her thong and take a huge dump right in the center of my chest, you know, um, drinking a little bit of tea there. If you guys can't hear the slurp, you know, cause it's a high quality microphone. What can I say? All right. Played a little softball today. Our, uh, 
after I pulled my hamstring. Uh, actually, I watched softball after I pulled my hamstring. I'm really talking in a roundabout way, and I don't think you guys give a shit because remember, time is not always linear, so these stories don't have to go in chronological order, um, and they don't have to take up the same amount of time as they did in real life. They take as much time as I want them to, or, or as as much as it is appropriate to convey the story and give you the entertainment value. So, uh, our um, building put together a softball league. As dorky as it may sound, I signed up um, because I don't know too many people in this building. I'm still new here, and I think it's a great way to socialize. You know, make a couple friends here in New York. You know, get out, flap my wings. No, uh, no pun intended. You know, um, so yeah, it was cool. You know, getting a little bit of bond with the through the uh, competitive spirit. We won. I was the cheerleader on the sidelines since I had a pulled a hamstring, and I was uh, I was proud of my team for pulling out the W. Um, and it allowed me, uh, while over there, to kind of appreciate the views of New York uh, by the piers. I walked along the Battery Park area, the lower, lower west tip, not lower west side, but the western, most southern tip of Manhattan. I guess you could say kind of like the, the, the head of the penis, if Manhattan was a penis, a flaccid penis. Um, it was on uh, the bottom kind of left or, or west side and I just kind of walked around the outer edge kind of like the outer part of the edge of the the, the tip of the penis uh, and um, and you know saw some really cool boats I think I saw the I, th- I saw a boat that looks exactly like Leonardo Leonardo's Leonardo DiCaprio's yacht from the Wolf of Wall Street uh, I think I even saw that uh, FBI agent uh, on it, looking like a real goon. Anyway, uh, the one from Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Mar- saw Margot Trobi, or Margot Robbie, whatever her name is. Alright, those things aren't true, but the yacht looked a lot like it. It was awesome. Everyone was out boating today. Uh, hashtag life goals, right? Uh, work hard enough. You know, The sky's the limit if you go about it the right way. You work hard and work smart. Take advantage of the opportunities when you have them. And maximize it and build off them, right? That's that's how you move up uh, in the world, and um, that's that's a cool thing, right? Hashtag success, hashtag uh, social climber, uh, hashtag uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Right? Hashtags don't really work in a podcast, considering the pound symbol is there specifically so you can find keyword searches on Twitter and a couple other platforms like Instagram and now Facebook. It wasn't before, but Facebook incorporates the hashtag now, some blogs. Um, But I use hashtags just to uh, be annoying, even on my Snapchat filters uh, when I type in words. Um, I I text and use hashtags, which... um, is not the meaning of them at all or what it's intended for, but you know what? Hey, I make my own trends. Sometimes ignorance is bliss or sometimes fake ignorance. Is fake ignorance bliss though, right? Is it is it, is it blissful when you act ignorant um, and pretend it, pretend to be ignorant? That's, that's a question. Um, all right, I'm gonna take a sip of my water. All right, so today I went to a football audition 
uh, for a, a movie. The company that I've worked with in the past on a couple of those flicks uh, that I've mentioned to you guys before, McFarland with Kevin Costner, and then The Amazing Spider-Man that came out in 2012 with uh, Andrew Garfield, which was actually playing upstairs on the terrace today. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man was playing, so that was kind of cool. I didn't uh, sit around and wait to see my scene so I could see myself, you know, didn't do that because that, that, that's, you know, it's kind of like too much self, whatever you want to call it. All right. Um, but um, the company that does those football scenes and has done them in, in tons of movies and shows and HBO uh, uh, type movies and, and whatnot uh, is doing a movie on Joe Paterno, I guess, the two-week period after he won, was it the national championship? And then the scandal broke out with Sandusky. So anyway, they're looking for football players. And I went out, to, took a $73 Uber ride because of bad planning. Um, I should have just taken the bus for like five bucks. Uh, but it was a $73 Uber ride. And uh, went out there for a football tryout to try out for a movie, which I've already done twice and uh, had the opportunity to be in two flicks uh, you know one of my buddies works for the company and a guy that I met in LA and uh, sports studio is the name of the company um, sports studio casting and uh, freaking pulled my hamstring got all warmed up and we were timing 40s I didn't even bring cleats which don't judge me for being irresponsible I just want, I didn't want to buy cleats for the tryout because that's how confident I am in my athleticism um Anyway, I pulled my hamstring uh, right as I was reaching, the, like five, I, like on the 35-yard line of the 40-yard dash. Uh, I don't even know what my time was, but I, yeah, I, I felt like I was running fast, but I know that being out of football for so long, I can't expect it to, who knows what it was. Uh, anyway, I felt it pop, and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, trying to get reassurance from the other athletes. I was like, hey, is it possible to, like, not actually pull your hamstring, but for you to feel like you pulled your hamstring? And they were, like, laughing. They're like, I think you pulled your hamstring, man. So, um, luckily they had a trainer, you know. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to get to be in the movie, um, but it means that I didn't get to finish the drills for the day. So, I don't know if I'm going to be in the movie yet. Um, either way... It was a $73 Uber ride so that I could pull my hamstring. That's that's how we can sum up that trip. Uh, took the bus back. Great stuff. You guys excited about how I took the bus back and then the train to Penn Station? Isn't that, like, so important for you guys to know so that the story's, like, really exciting and, and you know, you don't want to miss any key details, right? All right. You guys don't give a shit. Um, there's this... Uh, place called the New York Film Academy. It's it's like five minutes walking distance from me, which is why I kind of like, I stopped by there and like signed up for their emailing list. And now they're hounding me to, in a good way probably, it's a, it's a sales strategy. I'm a lead for them, right? You know, or I'm a, I'm a, trying to catch me as a fish. They're chumming the water, sending me, um, you know, emails about, uh, you know, open house events and whatnot. So, uh, it lured me in enough, uh, knowing that they want my money, um, but it lured me in enough to try to go to an open house uh, for acting, specifically film acting. 
Uh, so I went there, and when I got there, I realized that I went to the open house on the wrong day. It's actually next weekend, but I'm glad that I went yesterday because I got to get a one-on-one private uh, tour of the place and conversation with uh, one of the guys. I guess he's part of recruiting, a dude named Byron, really cool fellow, really nice. Been, he's been acting for a while. So seems like an awesome, awesome place. Multiple floors, tons of classrooms. It's like the wallpaper's all cool. They got all kinds of movie posters and film. Just the type of place that makes you get the warm fuzzies. Um, I guess there's a lot of celebrities whose kids take acting classes there. So no, no celebrity. Uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, actually took like a four-day <laughs> seminar there. Um, you can tell it was after the movie Shazam. Da-da-t-t. No, Shazam was cool. I don't. I haven't seen it in a while, but um, that's a joke about me knocking his acting skills in Shazam, saying that you can tell he didn't have training before. But Shaq. If you ever listen to this, just know that I'm kidding, and I, and I think you're cool. We've never met each other, but I think you're cool, man, you know? So, um, so I don't know if I'm going to take it. Uh, I'm not going to, like, go into grad school there, but, you know, they have, like, 12-week courses and stuff like that, and who knows? Um, I kind of have to urinate, guys. Should I do that now, or should I wait? I am going to be respectful, even though I can pause the damn thing. I'm just going to power through this. Hopefully that doesn't change how rapid I speak and, and, and ruin the view for you guys, but um, I'm just going to keep blazing through this. So new part uh, of the... You know what? I'm going to take a break. Stay tuned. Maybe listen to some music or something, you know, like when you're on hold. I don't know. Or I'll just cut this out and you'll never even know the difference. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so I actually just urinated. Uh, you may not even know it by... Who knows how I'm... Maybe I'll put like a little sound in there or something. I don't know. Either way, I urinated. Uh, not that you guys need to know that. Uh, and I think now is a good time. Yeah, I think now that I actually did do that, I think I can slow it down. <laughs> I think I can slow my voice down a little bit. It's possible I've been talking too fast. Um, so let's just... Tone it down, Mike. All right, let's let's slow our roll. Take a breath, and just give the rest of the podcast a nice, easy, smooth flow that people can listen to, not fall asleep to. So we got to change the voice fluctuation, inflections, or whatever it's called, uh, from time to time. Um, but uh, you know, you know what I mean, right? Okay, but not too much, not not too much voice fluctuation, right? Because that'd just be weird, and it would be like kind of annoying, I think, for the listeners. All right. Last inflectuation for a little bit. All right. Uh, inflection. So, I went to Alaska a couple weeks ago. Um, and before that, I recorded a, a Father's Day podcast episode, but I never aired it because my dad doesn't want me to talk about him in my comedy. All right. So, out of respect for my dad, I didn't air the podcast about him, if that makes any sense at all. All right. Alaska was awesome. Um, I I don't know if you guys have ever been to Alaska or lived there, but it is so cool. They call it the last frontier. Um, I guess the last frontier of the U.S. at least, and uh, it's it is so cool for for the reasons that you would think. You know, nature, uh, 
uh, you know, they, they have light like 23 hours a day right now. It never actually gets fully dark. It just gets kind of twilight. And at like 10, 11 o'clock at night, it still looks like it's like 7 o'clock at night. Um, it does mess with your head a little bit. you got to like cover your eyes when you sleep. Otherwise, you, you won't fully be able to sleep. So that part's kind of weird. And um, there's mosquitoes that can survive the cold somehow the mosquitoes have like evolved to not give a shit about whether or not it's cold there so um, Alaska you'll be kind of close to the mountains and at sea level it's different than Colorado where you're already high up uh, in, in elevation but with Alaska you're so close to sea level that you go from sea level to mountain instantly um, so even though it feels like you're in the mountains and it feels cold, I guess it's somewhat realistic as to why mosquitoes exist. So that was annoying. Just bring mosquito repellent if you guys go there, and and you know give yourselves cancer by uh, you know breathing in the fumes of uh, mosquito repellent because that's so good for you. All right, uh, kidding obviously. I don't need to say that though because I think you guys know that I have a good heart. Hopefully you know that. Um, think I have a good heart. I feel like I do, but you can't like go around saying I have a good heart. It's like giving your, you know, other people have to say that about heart. Um, anyway, oh, a couple of highlights of the trip in Alaska. We went for a wedding, right? So we being, I met up with some friends there, um, a couple of my friends from the University of Missouri and, and football, Mizzou football. Uh, there was about five or six of us former Mizzou football players there. And um, most of them are already married, so they brought their wives. Um, and it was one of uh, it was uh, a dude we knew uh, getting married. Who um, one of the coolest things we did for his bachelor party is we all put in money on getting a chartered small boat, you know, enough for about eleven guys or whatever, just in our party to go out uh, and go deep sea fishing, specifically for halibut, right? So we left out of Seward, um, which is one of the main ports there. In fact, my parents, when they went on an Alaskan cruise, that was one of the stops. It's kind of a famous port town, and big for uh, fishermen to go out and, and fish for things like halibut, specifically salmon, I think, too, but mainly uh, halibut. So we went out, and I mean, the scenery was breathtaking. We just took off at like 6 a.m., which again, it's light outside, so it was a little bit past twilight feel and uh, got in the boat took a little drama mean you know put on my uh, my wristbands that uh, have that little like acupuncture thing that tickles with you so that you don't throw up on the boat and started doing some Facebook live so you guys gotta check out Periscope I got some Periscope lives follow me or check it out at the droid again T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D pretty consistent across the board with all my social media um, for marketing pers- purposes there guys uh, but I recommend checking it out it's not even funny those those films of the Alaskan waters were badass and we like passed through these coves I felt like Captain Jack Sparrow after just not seeing that having seen that movie not too long ago the new uh, Pirates of the Caribbean I even had my little uh, monocular out my three piece monocular that was pretty dank along with my Sherlock Holmes hat that I got in London with my mom it's the the two-sided uh, flat bill there, uh, which everyone was making fun of me for the whole time, but it was 
so happy I had it because it's insulated on the top, so it's a little bit better than having a uh, a flat bill a snapback. So uh, uh, and it was kind of cold. So uh, check out the videos. I mean, we were basically surrounded on both sides just by mountains. It reminded me of Kauai a little bit, except on two sides and not tropical. Not that Hawaii is tropical, but I think you get the the vibe of what I'm talking about. The mountainous range, like the Jurassic Park type feel. Um, you saw that a lot in Alaska. It's just colder. And the water color almost looked gray, which was crazy. When we got past the inland part and went out into the open waters, it was like two hours out, just as I was about to... All right, Alexa, pause. Because it means remove the ice. I'm not ice. quite sure how to help you with that. Alexa, stop. Jeez, you know, I mean, this intern Alexa is really uh, bothering me. And uh, if you've ever seen the movie The Devil Wears Prada, she's not off on the right foot yet, you know. But I think she's got potential, so we're working with each other. I'm speaking from Glenn Close's perspective there. All right. Um, I caught a 50 or 60 pound uh, halibut. The damn thing was a fight. It's like 38 to 40 years old, they said. Uh, I don't even know how many feet, four, four feet tall, maybe, uh, the, or four feet long, maybe, three to four feet. Uh, awesome, awesome fight. Everybody caught fish that day. I was the first one to catch, uh, and I thought I was gonna have the biggest catch of the day uh, for a while, um, you know, uh, but somebody else, ended the day really strong and then the the groom caught a big one uh, it'd be a toss-up to say whose was bigger uh, not that it matters because it's luck um yeah but nevertheless we all we all caught we all went home we all packaged up the fish vacuum sealed i i uh, checked in my fish on the plane uh, and got about 20 pounds of halibut and clownfish I probably caught like six or maybe seven fish that day um and you know got a bunch of great pics again Instagram guys you like how I'm marketing myself casually hashtag humble brag you like how I use hashtags in my uh alright so anyway you gotta check it out um or go to Alaska and do it yourself um highly recommend it uh just all day on the water just a blast. It was first class. Cracker Jack, I think, was the name of the company that we went through. But completely worth every dollar. In fact, I brought home pound for pound the amount of fish that it would cost. The, the amount that it cost me to go fishing was the amount that it would cost me to buy that much pounds of fish that I brought home. So not only did I get the fish for an appropriate price and saw like catching it myself, but I got the experience which I would have just paid for the experience alone and more uh, just to have that. So I, I look at it as not just a deal, but a profit. I profited that day in experience plus fish. And I've already eaten some. Um, I've already cooked some. And it's. I look forward to eating a lot more. There's a lot more. It's like $450 worth of fish. Um, so... Uh, I think another cool thing that happened was we we chartered a small plane and took it up into the Denali uh, Park and uh, up into the mountain range and, and flew around Denali 
Uh, it was kind of a rainy day. We thought it might get cut off. It was a little bit cloudy and rainy. We are like, ah, oh, they might not take us up because, you know, small planes are a little more dangerous. You need better conditions. Uh, but we got lucky, and they didn't call it off. And it was literally one of the coolest experiences of my life. Those two were just uh, tremendous. I remember, uh, you know, you just... Last time I was in a plane I, that size, I jumped out of it in San Diego, went skydiving like five years ago with an ex-girlfriend, uh, and that was an amazing experience, uh, you know, completely different terrain in a lot of ways, you know, San Diego versus Alaska, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't even have minded jumping out of the plane on this, throwing on a little bird suit, you know, and then pulling the parachute, but um, nevertheless... Um, I got to ride shotgun because my two buddies that were with me had their wives with them and the only solo sheet seat was shotgun so I got to ride shotgun we flew around Denali and I think that the most breathtaking moment one of those moments where when it's happening you're like I may never get this again in my life this is one of those moments in life where the, the view is so beautiful it literally takes your breath away you don't want to say anything nothing can do it justice no picture or video can do it justice but we popped up above the clouds and right in front of us right in front of us was the peak of Denali and some of the shorter mountains were tipping up above the clouds as well uh, it was it was honestly the sun was out it was breathtaking um, and look I did get pictures again doesn't do it justice I took like every form of social media uh, that I have for it like snapchat videos and pictures Instagram videos pictures uh you know, the disappearing one day thing on Instagram, the Instagram story, Facebook, my buddy uploaded uh, video footage onto Facebook and tagged me in it. Um, so like I, <laughs> I hit it from all angles. I had like, I had that on my phone then I had a separate camera that I was doing this crap with. So I tried to do that balance where you're like enjoying the moment, documenting and trying to document well and balancing in and out of that, which I'm happy with it. I don't think I spent too much time documenting and missing, and I didn't spend too much enjoying it, but not documenting it. So, and potentially forgetting, you know, some of the great things. You need those memory triggers sometimes, guys, you know, which, which the documentation does or can do for you. Just don't get obsessed with it, you know. I think uh, a lot of Asians are very obsessed, and they... They don't even live in the moment at all because they're documenting everything. They don't even know what they took a picture of until they go back and look at it. And do they ever even look at it? I don't know. Um, so uh, we stopped on a glacier. We landed on a glacier uh, next to Denali, or part of that range at least. Uh, even this time of year, completely snow snowed out. Um, took a bunch of pictures. Amazing. Would have loved to gone hella skiing there, hella snowboarding. I'd like to go hella snowboarding, dude. All right. Voice in fluctuation to keep it interesting in case you fell asleep. All right. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think that's good. Here's something entertaining for you guys. The, the, the groom and I, I don't think I would have gotten an invitation to the wedding unless his wife accidentally invited to me and they kind of like had to invite me now. Uh, otherwise, it would have been awkward, but when we were at uh, Danny's wedding, actually, uh, from last week, and Danny, uh, who was on my 30th birth thir birthday podcast, we've talked about his wedding. He's the guy who bought 
his groomsmen's suits for his boys. And Tyler Schaefering ended up doing that as well. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you both, if you're listening. Um, and, uh, you know, Danny, one of the guys from our football team, I, I'd rather not say his name just out of respect, unless he joins. He did want to do a podcast. <laughs> the guys wanted to do a podcast the night before we went fishing, the groom and, and, and those guys. Uh, but we... we uh, we didn't end up doing it. They did have me do some stand-up for them, though. So that was fun. Um, nevertheless, though, the dude who got married, uh, there was a slow song that came on during Danny's wedding. And I, I didn't have a date, of course, right? Big surprise. And uh, I went up to uh, this dude and, and his fiance, and I put my arms around them. I said, can I slow dance with you? And she's like, are you coming to our wedding? And I was like, well, I haven't been invited. So they... I was like, you guys might want to talk about that first. So she looks at her husband, her now husband, and goes, uh, blah, 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 whisper in each other's ear, and then they looked at me and go, okay, you're invited. <laughs> so I got really lucky. Um, I wasn't invited to the rehearsal dinner, uh, and I think I was the only person in the entire, that went to the wedding that wasn't invited to the rehearsal dinner. In fact, I had to go out of my way not to go to the rehearsal dinner because I had to drop everyone off. And in the guy's defense, I mean, we don't get along on some, some like, political things. Uh, and, uh, and I think as a result of our political differences and personality traits in some ways, we haven't been able to see eye to eye, like, in every way across the board. And, you know, that's fine. I, the cool thing about weddings is you get to invite whoever you want to whatever you want so zero hard feelings we did already get in a Facebook fight uh, like a week after his wedding and we were throwing really low blows to each other Um, but I'm still going to buy him a wedding gift because I found out about wedding etiquette uh, and the appropriate amounts I'm going to make sure that I buy him the bare minimum while still no I'm kidding I uh, I, I, I truly wish them the best uh, and I uh I'm really happy I went. I'm thankful. Um, and uh, I caught the wedding garter. So his wife uh, threw out the garter. It was a Wonder Woman garter, speaking of that movie. I saw that recently. Pretty boss status, pretty attractive woman. Um, but uh, I caught the wedding garter. It was a Wonder Woman. I just said that. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. No pun intended. Uh, one, they're not full because she's skinny. Okay. Um, awesome, awesome to catch that. And what can I say? I'm a wide receiver, Division One hands, baby. You know, I mean, who do these guys think uh, they are just even joining in? Uh, do they want to have their confidence destroyed further? Um, all right. Awesome stuff. So I got that garter. I guess I'm next on the list according. I've had one garter in the past, Austin Huff. Uh, except I didn't catch it in the air. It fell on the ground first, and I was the first one to get to it and pick it up. So maybe that didn't count. And I have started dating a girl recently. In fact, I took her to see Wonder Woman, and I wore the garter on my uh, calf during it. Yeah, she's a psychologist, so um, you know she she's a great listener, which I need. Obviously, I mean, listen, this is my podcast right here. Uh, if I if I have a podcast where it's just me talking. I think having a, a woman in my life that's a psychologist um, is also cool because she's such a great listener. And, you know, either I got to listen to her in return or just pay her or give her to D, you know? So, either way, 
we're having a good time. So. Uh, Alaska. What else? Um, what else? We, we went hiking a lot. Saw uh, different glaciers. Did different terrain hikes. Stayed at LAS Guest. It's this really cool Airbnb in the woods. Like this like log cabin. Like like 21st century log cabin design. Where like the upstairs floor has like all these big windows and stuff. So, I mean, there was literally bears in the woods. Like, if you went outside at night and just snuck up on a bear, you could be attacked. Uh, there was black bears. In fact, there was a, a high number of bear attacks uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, and some fatalities, too. And we saw uh, bears at different periods of time uh, out in the wilderness. Uh, I think the first day we got to, to the Alaska Resort, um, we saw a black bear on our way to breakfast. It was crazy. Um, he just crossed the street casually on the, on the road, took his time, didn't give an F, uh, just took a dump on the other side of the road. Huge, huge dump, bigger than any dog poop you've ever seen, and then just chilled. And we drove by. Uh, I was able to get a couple pics, not on my good camera, but on my phone, uh, which I was able to upload to Instagram. Feel free to follow me at the droid. <laughs> T-H-E-D-R-O-Y-D. Um... And, uh, and that was that. So um, went to the conservation thing where I got to see a bunch of animals there. When we flew in, we saw a couple random bald eagles here and there. Uh, did a float, float down the river thing. We saw a bald eagle nest. And they told us at least that there was a bald eagle popping his head over. I saw something popping his head over the nest, but it was a little too far away for me to, to know for sure. I'll have to go back and uh, check the camera to see if that uh, captured the bald eagle. Um, I wonder if bald eagles ever wear toupees, right? Um, bald eagles are like Donald Trump, you know, eventually uh, their toupee is going to turn gray. All right, that, that doesn't make sense. Uh, the office is going to be so much harder for Donald Trump than I think he realizes. He can't wait till his toupee turns gray, and then he really will be a bald eagle. All right, All right that's stupid. Have you guys ever um, taken that BuzzFeed test that tells you what kind of animal you're most alike? Uh, I I don't think it's your spirit animal, but somehow there's this test and it tells you which animal you would most embody through your personality and things like that. I would have thought like dog or dolphin or something like that, but uh, eagle was mine. So, And you know how, how accurate those BuzzFeed tests are, you know? You gotta put a lot of stock in those things, just like astrology, guys. You know, if it says it on paper in astrology, it must be right. Hashtag sarcasm. Um, so, what else did we do in Alaska? We did some downhill mountain biking, which was crazy. Uh, me, Danny, and Jeff, Jeff Wolfert, um, and that was scary. That's an extreme sport. In fact. Let me, let me tell you, it's not like mountain biking when you're a kid. You buy a mountain bike, you go off on some trail and go through the woods a little bit. I mean, this is like a thing where it's an extreme sport where the goal is to go down the mountain as fast as you can through rocky terrain. Like, you fall off your bike and you could potentially die. Um, it's The fall is so much harder than, like, a fall if you're snowboarding, even if you're going down Black Diamonds. 
um, depending on the spot, of course. But we were, like, flying over rocks and trying to not kill ourselves, but still, like, it was definitely an adrenaline rush. Um, and, you know, Danny got some good footage on his GoPro. You should check it out on Instagram. It's Dan Dynasty. I thought it was Dandy Nasty. He spelled the same way, but either way, it's Dan Dynasty. Um, he also put that one on Facebook. Great, great footage. That's I actually got in a fight with uh, the groom on the Facebook comment section. That's where the Facebook fight happened, where we were throwing low, blade, low blows. It started off, the conversation started off about the downhill mountain biking. It ended up with me and him talking about um, how the other person sucked at football. Um, so, at Mizzou. So, that's always good, right? All right. All right. Um, skin. Um, it's always good when you're, like, not going to rehearsal dinner and you have to go to a bar by yourself in Alaska, you know, while everybody else is having a good time. No big deal, you know. I'm just kidding. I have zero hard feelings, um, as you can see with my attacking him on Facebook. Uh, just kidding. All right. Uh... We went golfing, too, first day we got there, so that was pretty fun. Uh, been trying to get my golf game up. My brother-in-law, uh, Rahel, if you're out there, um, is the coolest brother-in-law ever. Um, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have had my first golf, my first set of golf clubs, um, which has been in- inspiring for me to want to get better at the game, and it's a cool way to stay active now that I'm not playing sports anymore, and all my friends happen to be obsessed with golf. Tyler, we went on his bachelor party. Uh, Danny, we went, went at his bachelor party. We went at uh, the one in Alaska. So I'm getting to go to all these like places. i I got to get my golf game up, so luckily there's a golf simulator at the bottom of my building. I've been hitting a lot of golf balls there lately, getting better, um, you know, getting better. Uh, meeting people, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's really amazing. Excited about getting my golf game up in the golf simulator. I uh, go down there with my American flag on, my American flag thong, and I hit golf balls, hoping to attract chicks every once in a while. Uh, definitely not serious. I'd probably get kicked out of there. Um, after I went to the. Uh, thing yesterday, I stopped by the Native American uh, Museum, I guess the American, like a dedicated museum to the Native Americans and here in New York by uh, the, the New York film, blah, blah, blah. And that was kind of a cool way to, you know, after having gone to Alaska, um, I would have liked to have bought like some, like a really cool Native American pipe, even though I don't even smoke. Um, I would learn how to smoke if I had a Native American pipe. I would learn how to smoke tobacco properly. Uh, I had a couple cigars at the wedding or whatever, but um, yeah, uh, definitely didn't smoke out of a pipe, and I would uh, with a Native American pipe. Uh, I I created a new Pandora station recently called Native American Music. Uh, You know, get a little bit of rainwater, maybe some. You know, just because it gives me a boner. Um, I love Native American chanting. Uh, maybe a little, maybe even some Alporn. I don't know. Uh, but 
maybe you guys should give it a try. Native American, uh, Native American music. I'm telling you, it's pretty dank. Oh, going through the checklist, guys. Um, so yeah, I think that that's uh, you know been been on those really cool trips this year. The London one with Normandy, France, uh, uh, in different parts of France. And then the other one was Alaska. I'm going to take a little break. I was actually thinking about maybe doing a spur of the moment. Next weekend, I guess they're starting, or sometime this week, they're starting the Montreal Comedy Festival, um, which I've never been to, but I've always heard good things. Yeah, it's called the Just for Laughs comedy thing. Uh, Jim Carrey is going to be there. He's from Canada, obviously. So, I don't know. Uh, my buddy Brian and I talked about maybe doing a road trip up there. I'd love to go to, I'd love to perform, you know, meet some people, maybe get an agent. I'm trying to get a comedy agent and a commercial agent. It's easier to get a commercial agent because you can kind of go to them. I think the comedy agents, for the most part, have to come to you. Um, but, yeah, I met a I met a girl on 4th of July. I, I know I'm all over the place. I trimmed my pubes today, guys. I, I need a haircut. All right. uh, I'm, I'm all over the place, but who gives a shit? Um, on 4th of July, me and Brian, when we were out uh, getting tipsy, we met this bartender and her friend these two ladies and they invited us to come over to this rooftop party that they were having in Brooklyn so I got to see the fireworks uh, of Manhattan from Brooklyn and I probably wouldn't have I probably would have gone to bed early that night if we didn't meet them I wasn't even planning on trying to beat the crowd and traffic so I could get a good view of the fireworks um, very cool beautiful and I met this girl that used to work for Comedy Central there She's, she's like, I was like an intern or something doing like all the work. Anyway, I'm not going to say what the advice was, but she did give me advice on how to get on Comedy Central. It's no magic thing. I still have to put in the work, but at least I kind of know a little bit about how things work um, over there, which I need to write down before I forget. I need to document it, right? I should take a picture of it like I was talking about earlier. A video. Write it down there. Um, you know, what else, what else is going on in the world of comedy? I signed up for Improv 201 and uh, Sketch 201 at UCB. Starting those at the end of the month in early August. Excited. Uh, started a writing group with my 101 sketch. A couple of those people that were in there. So we're going to meet up here in a couple weeks and, you know, share ideas and, you know, mold our stuff and see if there's anything good. I don't know. I, um, one of the girls, uh, in the class, uh, on the email or on the Facebook message thread, reads everyone because you can see that little circle thing. Uh, but she never responds to anyone's messages, so like, it's kind of like, it's like, does this girl think she's too good for us or what? You know, that circle really—it's like the red receipt. You know, these chicks out here that, that you know, we get the red receipts and we get the Facebook red messages and they don't respond. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. So, what else, guys? Um, how do you do? You know, you've seen Borat where, you know, they talk about etiquette where, you know, ask them questions about them as well. Oh, okay. And then you see them, like, awkwardly. What do you do? So that's me talking to you guys, so it's not all about me here. What? How was your 4th of July? Have you been to Alaska? Do you do entertainment? I like you. Do you like me? Do you think birds have sex in doggy style? Do owls look at each other? What are your thoughts on that? All right. 
Um, yeah, been trying to discover New York. Uh, been really getting out more, guys. It's really cool, kind of seeing different stuff, getting on stage. I got like ten shows at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club coming up over the next couple of months. Um, just, just doing, doing stuff, man. Um, doing stuff, baby. All right. I'm not even tired yet. Are you guys tired? We're an hour in. These podcasts are getting longer and longer each week, which is fine. It means uh, it means that uh, you know we're getting closer. I don't know, you know. Oh man, let me just cross some of these things off the the bullet point list. I need a haircut. They trimmed my boobs. Crossed off list. Talked about that. Etiquette. Borat. What do you do? Crossed off list. Did you? Oh, if you ever get a, if you ever see somebody who gets a haircut, don't say, "Hey, nice haircut." Did you cut it yourself? I did that recently, and the person went from being excited to uh, offended in one minute. Um, grocery store. So another cool thing about this building that I live in that I that happened recently is they open up this grocery store, and obviously you guys don't give a shist, but uh, it really makes my. Um, my asexual arousal increase. Uh, they've got everything, so I'm gonna probably stop paying for Amazon Fresh and just go get groceries like a normal human being when they go down to their basement and buy every grocery they could possibly imagine and want. Uh, very two store, two floor grocery store, and I, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm so excited. It's. It's honestly, like, I don't ever, I don't think I ever want to move out of this building. Again, be careful what you wish for, but, uh, I like this building. Uh, I like it. Do you like me? Alright. Um, anything going on in the world that I haven't talked about? Yeah, yeah, apparently Mosul, ISIS, uh, is, is out. The Prime Minister says that the city is liberated. Uh, I don't have much thoughts on that other than fuck yeah, right? We're uh, kicking ISIS's ass one step at a time. I mean, let me say this. That is one example of us kicking ISIS's ass, or by us just people kicking them out, you know, taking away their stronghold. Um, ISIS is like the new form of Nazi, right? Uh, just uh, some radicalized bullshit, basically. Um, Fuck ISIS. Excuse my language. I guess I have to change my uh, my setting on this thing to explicit now. So, sorry. I apologize. It has to be explicit because I said fuck ISIS. Um. Uh. Apparently, Trump uh, met with. Well, he met with Putin recently. First public meeting, guys. Which. Which makes sense, because they've met like 1,500 other times in their private bed chambers, um, in their private chambers of secrets. Uh, but uh, apparently Trump wants to like work with Russia on a cybersecurity thing, which, you know, sounds like a really great idea, you know, just work with Russia about security, because uh, that way uh, everything is exposed to Russia. That's really smart, Trump. I love you. You're so hot. I love your uh, ideas. I'm attracted to you like a magnet. If I was a chick, you should just come up to me and grab me by the pussy, man. Um, Crossing things off the list. Um, 
Oh, anything? I, I added ESPN to my uh, daily updates, so I'm excited about that. I can't even say the name anymore, otherwise she's going to start talking, but I added ESPN updates to my A-L-E-X-A Echo Dot updates, which I'm really excited about. Um, I don't know why I didn't. I didn't realize you can do this. You know what's funny is when you take some time, you just kind of like slow things down in your life, and you just Google a few things, you never know what you're going to find. Google is... One of the greatest resources, assuming it's not giving us all fake news. You can't believe everything you read is what I'm trying to say, guys. So, yeah. It's a big day for electric cars, I guess. Tesla Model 3, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Hope I give you a great update right there. Tesla Model 3, great day for cars. Are you glad? To, all right. Uh, some other brand, Hyundai or something. In 2019, they're all going to make uh, either electric or hybrid. So the world is changing, guys. Um, in fact, I saw that you can buy a solar-paneled iPhone charger, portable, um, which seems like you're going to, you know, it's a great idea if you want to charge your phone in 983 minutes. Um, Tesla's going to go to Mars to Elon Musk. Awesome. Do you have a boner? Good. Isn't this great content? I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast. What else? Uh, I saw a, an update on my uh, watch today. It said Donald Trump Jr., blah, blah, blah. And I was like, does Donald Trump have a son named Donald Trump Jr.? Or is Donald Trump a junior? Because if Donald Trump is a junior and New York Times is calling him Donald Trump Jr. It's so weird that they've never called him Donald Trump Jr. before. So it made it less weird when I realized Donald Trump's son, his name is Donald Trump Jr. Um, and uh, apparently he's in the news for something. I guess he met with some lawyers in Russia about Hillary Clinton, cybersecurity. Awesome. I don't really care. Kim Jong-un. Setting off fire, or sorry, I was gonna say early Fourth of July fireworks. Sorry, I meant uh, fake nuclear was, uh, weapons. Uh, what is this guy doing? Hey, what's Kim Jong Un's deal? You know, this this is my political uh, comedy for the day. Hey, what what's Kim Jong Un's deal? Uh, you know, like it's like uh, what's ISIS's deal? You know, like what are they, what are they doing? Uh, okay, that's that's my that's my update for you. Uh, California fires. Okay, I live in California. It sucks. You know, hope those guys are safe. Dump some water on them. You know. You know what that company? Those those companies that bottle water and steal from God and sell off his uh, or her, uh, you know, natural thing need to participate and assist God by. Uh, putting out the fires and you know like giving back for the debt that they've created right. does that even make sense uh, I saw one one piece of news on this Alexa update that that really the joke writes itself I think it was Fox News or something through my uh, echo dot update said something like it was just stating effects uh, a fact millennial millennials are um, they're more on board for student loan forgiveness than people above age 55. What the hell kind of stupid ass update is that? Why do you think? Why are you even telling us that? The people above 55 have probably already had to pay off their loans the hard way. They've had to work um, and pay off their loans. Of course millennials don't want 
to have to pay off the loans that they've taken and be held accountable for the decisions they've made in life since uh, some of them haven't even gone to school yet. Well, actually, when does the millennial cutoff date work? Either way, they're less likely to have actually paid off their loans, so they're going to be more likely to want student debt forgiveness. What the hell? You know? Talking about it's going to stimulate the economy. This is coming from somebody who's paid off his student loans already. Does that, guys, does that give you guys a boner? Hey, for any chicks out there, does that just make me more attractive to you, or does that make me less attractive because it makes me sound cocky? Maybe you don't know. Maybe I got scholarships. Maybe, you know, who knows? Either way, either way, I don't really have a conclusion to that statement. Um, and uh, I'm tired. And that was a humble brag. It wasn't an intended brag, but it uh, probably came off like one. So I apologize. Um, anyway. Feel free to tweet at me or write me at laugh at michaeloldroid.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Michael Oldroid and LOL Droid Entertainment for um, um, putting this podcast out on the air. Um, thank you guys for staying loyal. Thanks for your love. Uh, if you have any topics that you want to uh, talk about or if you even want to be on the podcast in the future, send me an email, uh, tweet at me, DM me on Instagram. Uh, at the droid, I'll say it again, just because I like beating dead horses. Uh, I don't like to beat, I don't like to beat horses that are living because that's inhumane. I only like to beat horses that are dead because it's not mean. Uh, it might be a little disrespectful, but I'd rather beat a dead horse than a live horse. So, T H E D R O Y D. Check out, um, check out all the social media um, and. Uh, Maybe we can, uh, you know, meet for coffee or something. I don't know. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Until next time. Please. Change it up. Oh, too late to change it up because the show's over. You don't need to be, like, dynamic now. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs> <laughs>